0: Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your host, Miriam Conner. Hi, this is Miriam. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. College graduates continue to struggle to find jobs due to high competition, lack of work experience, and not understanding employer expectations. Grads return home to the safety net of parental support, and this becomes a family problem. Parents want to help their young adult get off the payroll, but they are not sure how to advise them. My guest today, career coach Beth Hendler-Grunt provides a step-by-step plan for parents who want to help their grad achieve career success in her new Amazon number one bestseller, The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career. Beth Hendler-Grunt is the founder and president of Next Great Step. She's a dynamic leader, advisor, and facilitator who has extensive experience consulting with startups, Fortune 500 firms, universities, and individuals. She founded Next Great Step with the sole focus of guiding college students and recent grads to help them land the job they deserve. She's been featured in The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Sirius XM Radio, Kiplinger, CNN, Fortune, and many other media outlets. She's also the mom of a recent college grad and college sophomore so she gets it. Sponsored by the all-new Mazda of Kent. Your family's safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety Picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, Mazda of Kent. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs, Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs and U.S. News & World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Check out their new retail Evolution dealership, the all-new Mazda of Kent, mazdakent.com. Beck Center for the Arts in Lakewood, Ohio, is a nonprofit arts organization that creates arts experiences for all ages. Starting at six weeks for babies and caregiver music group classes to watercolor painting for those in their late 90s, You and your family can find something that excites and engages all of you throughout your lives. Enjoy a youth theater production, a dance performance, professional theater plays and musicals, or get involved with a music, dance, theater, or visual arts class. Visit the Lakewood campus and experience free visual arts exhibitions that rotate throughout the year. Check out all Beck Center has to offer at beckcenter.org. Nestled on a 45 acre estate, McGregor Assisted Living features 90 new private suites supporting our mission to promote lifelong health and wellness for older adults while helping them find meaning in their retirement years. McGregor Assisted Living, build a lifestyle that suits you. Well, welcome Beth, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, happy to have you. So your book, um, The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career, what what was the background? What, what made you um, write that? What was your motivation for writing that? I wrote
1: this book because I have spoken with hundreds of parents and families who are concerned about how to bridge that gap from college to career and ultimately how to get that young adult off their payroll um, <laughs> after they've made that investment in college. So, You know, my goal is really we work with young adults to help them be successful in in launching. But we felt that I felt that parents needed a resource to help them guide their young adult because they were struggling to
0: provide the right advice. It's so interesting. Yeah. And it's obviously it's been, you know, super successful. So there was that need there uh, that you felt. It's interesting because, you know, job openings are near record highs, unemployment's low. But then for recent college grads. Twenty-two to twenty-seven. It's that's not really the case. Why do you think that is?
1: I think recent grads have been struggling more than other categories for a couple of reasons. One, I think they feel that if they went to a good school and they had good grades and do everything that they were told to do, that it will all just like work out. That you know they were promised on the college tour that they would have a job, and they just feel like. They think it'll all come together and then they come out or they go through the process and they realize it's much harder and much more competitive than they thought. So I think there's this just kind of not as aggressive about pursuing it. And I think also, even as parents, and I'll speak for myself too, I have a recent grad and I have a son in college that we also assume that they will take on more. Maybe they'll go to career services or they'll seek out resources while they're in school. And a lot of that doesn't happen. Um, and I think also our young adults are afraid to reach out. They're they're not really clear about what it means to network and really differentiate themselves and, and speak in a way that makes uh, their value compelling to other employers. So I think there's a number of issues why our grads have struggled to get the job that they desire
0: yeah it's interesting. Do you feel that it's anything different differently than like when when you were graduating, when I was graduating? you know, it's just kind of like, do you think things are different as far as the grads now than maybe you know we were? I think the biggest difference is technology, and
1: there's this feeling that they can rely on the technology. That if you just apply online, or maybe they think it's like a numbers game, that if you just apply to more, that you have a better chance of getting found. And I think sometimes the technology almost clouds the process a little bit, because what they're finding is they go online, they apply, and then they don't hear back. And the the part that hasn't changed is that it's still about relationships, because people hire people, not an AI or tracking algorithm people really want to get to know you in terms of if they're going to bring you on into their business and their organization. So I think sometimes there's this uh, reliance on assuming the technology will take care of it. But the, the things when you and I look for jobs about you know reaching out to someone and just simple things like looking them in the, in the eye and shaking your hand and just follow up, writing a good thank you note, those are things that still matter in today's job search.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because I guess I hadn't thought about the technology piece as far as it's just, it's so easy to apply to a job now, you know, shoot your resume out, click, click, click. It's like a one click, you know, if you're on certain job uh, search sites. And so I guess they could be saying, listen, I sent my thing that, you know, I sent my resume out to 50, uh, you know, employers and I haven't heard back, but you're right. I, I'm thinking when you were speaking, I was, I'm listening and I'm thinking, you know, she's totally right. When I, any opportunity that I've had received or gotten, it's like, I've really done a lot of networking, <laughs> so I do think that's really important. It's it's because I've not because it's given to you, you know, because you have to put in the work, but it's because I did put in the work and I got to know people and I, you know, networked and and kind of connected those dots. And we'll talk about that because you you talk about that as an important piece and and even you know I'm thinking of one job that I got you know a long time and this was a long time ago that I really wanted. I didn't know anyone there, but I I I just kept kind of being a pain. You know, I I like you keep calling, you keep showing interest, you keep, you know, and I really got to know, um, you know, the hiring people. And so they were so excited. I remember when I got a call from them finally, and they're like, we are so excited to finally call you. (laughs) But I don't think that they do that. Like you said, it's because they're relying on the technology. And a lot of, I think, recent grads now, because of the technology, do you agree that maybe they're not as comfortable with doing those kind of things?
1: Yeah. I think you hit on such a key point, which I think a lot of young adults struggle with, and that's being persistent and having the grit to keep Mm -hmm. following up and to keep showing up and to keep calling and to keep emailing. There's this feeling that if they just send one letter or one call and they don't hear back and they're like, oh, forget it. They've ghosted me. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you actually need to follow up multiple times. You're one of hundreds of people that might be in their inbox and you're not being um, a pain or a pest. You're the one being persistent. And the one who's the most persistent, just like you said, is the one who typically gets the job or gets the opportunity to really come in and interview and show their skills versus those that give up after just one try. And that's, I think, the the most important piece. I think overall our young adults, they're fragile and they're afraid. And I, maybe they also haven't had a lot of practice Talking to people, picking up the phone, actually using the phone. They don't want to use,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They don't use the phone. You know, I'll say I have a daughter in college, and she she is very good, you know, with people and persistence and all that. But it's just funny because I have said to her in the past, you know, why don't you just call if she's going back and forth the text? It's like looks at me like I'm crazy. Like call, you know.
1: (laughs) We don't call each other. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm like you know that thing that you have in your hand, like. Every minute of the day, like you actually can call from that.
0: (laughs) I know. It's like a joke now, like call or, you know, you'll see all these memes about it or leaving a message is like supposedly like, no, that's really, you know, to leave a voice mail is like unheard of now because you can see the person that called, which I get it. But I think in certain situations like this, you know, in the professional, I think that's totally, I think that would be appropriate.
1: I agree with you. I agree, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm not looking for a job right now. they are, but yeah. um, right, so I, I get it. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, like you said, the technology that has to be a huge piece just in the that process and with just the the comfort level. And the practice of, like you said, looking someone in the eye, calling them on the phone, not hiding behind the screen, you know, hi, I'm, you know, so-and-so, I set my resume and I wanted to follow up and and having that conversation that just doesn't happen as much. Um, I think for that age, but I think a lot of people that are hiring depending, you know, they they, I think probably a lot of people still want that.
1: They absolutely do want that. That's actually one of the first things that we teach. So we teach young adults either how to get the internship or first job. And one of the very first things that we're teaching is how do you have that uh, answer to tell me about yourself or the elevator pitch? (laughs) If they even understand that this is what you have to say by the time you go up from the bottom to the top of the elevator or the top floor. Um, And yeah, just to have those few sentences of how you introduce yourself And getting it out there in a really clear, concise way, because what I tell them is that, you know, people don't listen and they don't read. So you need to get your point across really clear. It can't be too wordy. And you cannot assume that they've read your resume either, because I know there's a lot of weight put on assuming that they the resume will speak for itself. But it's really about what you say when you meet somebody and your ability to share with them very quickly about why they should want to talk to you more and they should be interested in hearing more.
0: Your family's safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, the all new Mazda of Kent, mazdakent.com. There's no inventory shortage here. Test drive a new Mazda today. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs, Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs. And maintenance is no charge for one year. Plus, Mazda-certified pre-owned vehicles with the balance of a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. U.S. News & World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Come experience our new retail Evolution dealership created solely with the customer in mind. We provide a premium experience that customers expect and deserve. Test drive a new Mazda today. At your Mazda destination, the all-new Mazda of Kent, where my family shops for cars. Mazdakent.com, Mazdakent.com. Really a good point, I think, you know, to, to let them know, yeah, this big lengthy interview or a resume rather, or too much on it. You're right, especially now. If someone probably just looks at it and it's like it's just too much <laughs> too much information or they might just skim it get some brief bullet points. Um, but I think the the important part is probably that follow-up and that personal touch. How um, do you uh, advise parents because I think a lot of times especially if the parent is saying it it's like eh, you don't know what you're talking about. that was you know hundred years ago when you were trying to get a job things are different now. this is how we do things now so I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> so right,
1: anyway, so we don't formally advise, informally, we advise parents through our yeah. conversations and our webinars, but this is in, through my book. And this is what we tell parents of how do, what do you do, right? You have a young adult, a college student, a grad who wants a job, they're struggling. What can a parent do to advise So the first thing we say is you have to stop and listen for a minute. I think there's a lot of times where we as parents impart our own desires of what we want for them or what we think they should be doing, or maybe things that were unfulfilled on our own. And we need to kind of take a moment and really stop and listen and ask the question of, tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what is exciting to you. And we have to be ready for the answer too, that it might not be exactly aligned to the major that they're in. Very often, a lot of young adults are afraid to say that, that they you know, made this investment in college all these years. And maybe they don't feel that just because they were an English major that they want to be a writer or they want to go in a different direction. So I think the first thing is we have to just ask the question, really assess uh, where they're at. The next thing I offer is sometimes our kids have a hard time seeing what they're good at. And I think it's very helpful sometimes for a parent to maybe share some observations. And I try to do it from a skill set. What are their core skills? What are the top three things that your young adult knows that that you see that they're really good at? So are they a great at doing research? Are they able to analyze material? Are they good problem solvers? Are they creative? Do they know, you know, digital marketing things that are really concrete things that they've either acquired or learned and help to share that with them of saying, I've seen you do this. You know, does this excite you? Or let's let's prioritize what are the things that you know how to do? Because when they get some clarity around their skills, then that becomes the foundation for, you know, maybe I should look for roles that leverage my skills or companies or industries that need this type of skill set. And it starts to create a process where you can advise them of let's maybe take a look at this or do some research in this area. And I think just kind of getting started on that spot kind of starts you down the path where gives them some guidance and it doesn't feel quite so overwhelming.
0: That's great advice. And I think you know when they go to college, if they take the you know traditional route, so to speak, they're they're so young, and the whole time they're at college, they they're so young, and they're they're trying to you know, figure things out and finding a lot of times that's when they find out what they're good at or what they like. So it may not be what they intended when they went into college or even once they graduate, they might say, you know, I, like you said, I did graduate with this degree, but I really want to do, you know, something else, you know, that I can still use this degree for. So I think it may, you may have to, you know, as a parent, you know, be okay with, I mean, you know, well, you're not doing, you went in for this degree, you know, but now you're saying you want to, it's kind of a different role than I had envisioned.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's an opportunity that we need to let them try things out and they need to be able to make some mistakes when it's low risk, like an internship or a part-time job where you're not supporting a family or you don't have a mortgage, you know, but that's important as part of the process to let them try things out and realize what they like because figuring out what you don't like is just as important and it can save you a lot of heartache down the road of getting into a job that you realize was really not, never meant for you. So I think we need to give them that chance. I think the other thing we think sometimes too, as parents like, well, like, Oh, I'll just make an introduction. And our kids think this too. Like, Oh, mom and dad know so-and-so and they're going to connect me. And I think very often it doesn't go the way families think because no person or company is going to put their reputation on the line just for a friend's kid who may not be qualified. And I think it's a lot harder than people realize that it's just not as simple as, hey, my friend's the vice president at some company and they're going to hire you. A lot of times it doesn't happen also because the college student or grad is not prepared or they don't take it seriously or they haven't done the homework. Like It's not just going to be handed to you. So I think- you know, we just really need to all manage our expectations about what the process is and and how to navigate it.
0: Yeah, it's great advice, right? It's not just going to be may, maybe that happens sometimes, but right, not necessarily just going to be given to you based on right who your parents know. So I know you talk a little about you know connecting the dots. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times, kind of goes back to I had a certain major. And I'm not sure. So very often I'll see someone, let's say, was an English major, and they want to get into finance. And I've spoken with recruiters in, in finance, and they'll saying I'm happy to talk to an English major but they need to show me what's the link between your major or what you did during your time in school and to how it connects to finance. So maybe you on the side, you did your own investments. Maybe you were part of a club. Maybe you did some reading, you managed a portfolio. So you just have to show how the skills that you have connect to the, the role and the opportunity. The most important piece about connecting the dots is very often companies are concerned. They have a lot of problems, right? How are they going to grow? There's metrics, there's revenue. So the goal is how can a candidate really put themselves in the shoes of an employer to say, I've read up on you. I understand that your goal is to, you know, grow your revenue by 10% this year. You know, all this information is very readily available by Google. And I feel confident that my skills of problem solving, research, you know, analysis can help you to accomplish that because of my example doing this or the club that I was a part of or a a part-time job I had. And as a result, I'm really focused on helping you as a company to be more successful. And that's what I'd love to help you you accomplish. And when, when employers hear that from a young candidate about how they're so focused on helping the company and the organization that's what really separates candidates, and that's what I call you know, connecting the dots from where you are to where you want to be in, in the organization. Build a lifestyle that suits you at McGregor and choose how to spend your days. We recognize that finding meaning in our retirement years is foremost. We promote health and wellness throughout our campus, where you can enjoy our walking paths, visit with friends on any one of our patios and courtyards, and make new friends. Find meaning in your retirement years. Call McGregor at 216 220
0: 2209. I was just talking about this with a friend the other day. Uh, We were talking about, uh, you know, her son was doing some college visits. And, you know, I, I said, it seems to me maybe nowadays more than ever, I don't know if that's accurate to say, but unless there are some degrees where it's like, okay, if you're going to be, you know, lawyer, doctor, there are certain things and even more than that, where it's like, okay, you are on this track, but it seems like a lot of the degrees are maybe a little more fluid. Like you just mentioned, you know, if you, as long as you have that degree, a lot of companies, like you said, if you can connect those dots, will consider you, even if it's not in that exact, like that, that wasn't in finance necessarily, but they were able to connect the dots and make themselves, you know, seem valuable to that company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Companies, you know, they want people who know how to think, who are good communicators and know how to translate what they've learned into how they can help that organization. I mean, that's really what it's about. It doesn't have to be if you, you know, if you look on, uh, if you go to LinkedIn and you study like what people had their major was and what their job is now. I'm sure it's like not exactly aligned, but there's sometimes a path of how you get from one place to another. And sometimes that's just by trial and error and trying things out or the skills that you acquire in each role that brings you to the next.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. I see that a lot of times. A lot of times we all know people who made a switch. You know, like you just said, like they started out doing something and then they realize they want to try something else, or another opportunity came, or they didn't like what they thought they did as well as they you know thought they were going to, so they make a switch and. That's all fine as long as you can, you know, make it happen. And like you give some really good advice on, on how to do that. So your, your book is really geared, you know, obviously, you know, it's the parent's guide. Um, I'm also thinking like, man, it could even be a really good gift for a graduate, (laughs) the graduate themselves, right. Even though it's, you know, helping the parents help the student. Um, their child, but I think these are there's so many good tips that the the student itself could just themselves could just read this and learn a lot as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. The, the book The next Great Step is a great gift for a parent and a student yeah. and a grad. So it really applies to the family because the first part of the book lays out the perspective from each of the parties of you know what are parents thinking and expecting. What is what your student is actually thinking, and then also what employers are expecting. But the second half of the book, which I call the solution, is really our step-by-step process that enables any young adult to navigate successfully getting a job, whether it's a parent or guardian guiding them through that process, or they can take a look at it and and do it on their own. So it's really a a great resource for anyone in the family.
0: I think it's really great because... I think that a lot of parents put so much time and effort into the college process, helping their child, uh, you know, college visits, college applications, college essays, scholarships, all this, there's a lot that can go into that, the testing and all that kind of stuff so much. And then it's like, phew, okay, they, they're in, they're, they're doing their thing. And then it's kind of like, so what now? Or it's just like assumed, like, you know, we said earlier, they're just going to come out and get, they're going to figure out some kind of job or the college is going to help them get some kind of job. And that's not always the case. So I just think that it's really, this is probably really something really good resource for parents who haven't thought about that. They thought they kind of feel like, okay, I'm, I'm done not, you know, with that kind of thing. And then they're home and they don't have any prospects in sight.
1: No question. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's really the reason for why I have this business and why I wrote this book, because we do put so much energy to getting our kids into college, and we're expecting that they will be able to easily launch. But then they graduate, they're unsure, they're living at home, they're still on our payroll, and. We are not sure how to guide them, and they're not sure how to really navigate the process. Or our kids say, Don't worry, I have it under control. Right. But months go by. And- <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of uh, absolutely. And we want to make sure look, m- the most part, most parents, they just want them to be happy and, and yeah. successful. You know, the other challenge we see right now is there's such an issue with mental health. And sometimes it's hard to determine is my child having, you know, struggles? because the job search is so hard, or is something else actually really wrong? Maybe they're not just lazy or procrastinating just because. Maybe there's something beneath the surface. So I really encourage parents to really talk to their kids and understand what's going on. And maybe they might need additional support beyond a career coach or beyond what the book might say. I mean, we really, our kids have gone through a lot, especially those in the last few years who had school during the pandemic. Um, They're struggling, and we see that a lot.
0: Yeah, and I think that for the student, they probably have this, you know, assumption that when I'm done with college and I'm going to have some great offers, you know, my senior year, and I'm going to leave and I'm going to have a job that I enjoy and I'm making money. And if that doesn't happen right away. Um, I think that's probably a big letdown and, you know, their self-esteem and they, and they may not know how to handle that. And they're embarrassed and they're thinking, you know, their other friends like, oh, I'm doing this, or this. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. Or I'm just still searching. You know, and so everybody asks, you know, everyone asks every high school student, you know, where are you going to go to college? And, or, you know, what are you going to do? And then they ask the, you know, college, what are you going to do after? And then you graduate. Oh, where's your, your, where's your job? So, I mean, everybody asks the same questions. And so if you have to keep saying, I don't know yet, or I don't, which is, fine, but I think that probably can take a toll if they don't have that going back to what we talked about before, you know, kind of that grit and that resilience, which I've talked a lot about on the show with experts, you know, to a- enable to for themselves to just say, you know what, it's not working now, but I'm going to use, you know, these tips that you've laid out and their parents will help them with and I'm going to make it happen.
1: Yeah. A a challenge I see is that there's this expectation that they're going to have what they call the dream job. (laughs) And I don't know how they got this idea in their head. And I do think social media has a play as a role in this where they just think, I'm going to come out. I want my dream job. I am not going to settle. I've been told my whole life that I deserve it. This is also the generation where everybody gets a trophy a lot of times for showing up. Or this is the first time in their life. Even if they did everything right, or they had great grades and went to a great school, that they're actually getting rejected for the very first time from a job, and they're, they're not, not like sure the how to handle it right now. They, yeah. yeah, this is like a big shakeup to them. Of no one's ever told them that they were not great or the good enough, or or ghosted for that matter. They're not even yeah. getting the an answer and. and they don't know how to, to handle it. So, you know, again, dealing with failure and having some difficulty, I actually think sometimes there's a benefit to having some struggle even before I work sure. with them. I'd love for them to suffer a little bit and to realize how hard it is or to have that difficulty. So then they're actually more open to another idea of how to go about it. But they're, this is a, a tough one for this generation.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe the parents do think that, you know, communicating that ahead of time, not, not like, you know, you're not going to get a job, you know, that kind of thing. But hey, just, you know, this isn't probably going to be your dream job right out of college. And maybe, you know, here's what I did first. I did these things, even though I had a college degree and, you know, you may have to do such and such for a little while and that's okay, stick with it, you know, just letting them, I guess the reality, you know, setting them up for reality uh, when they, when they graduate.
1: I think it's important to set our kids up for reality when they graduate. I'm not sure it always happens. I mean, and also too, there's been this investment that everybody wants to see a return on that, which is, you know, no small number now with, with the cost of college. And I think sometimes we as parents get caught up with, I agree with like the name of the school and where they went and this, this whole hope. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of kids that come to me who go went to Ivy league schools. I'm like, I don't even know why you were, ca- why you're talking to me <laughs> and they're still struggling. What, for whatever yeah. reason, it doesn't matter to me. It's like, it's, you know, I hate to say this to people, but it doesn't really matter where you went to school. It's yeah. what you did while you, while you were there and what you made of it. And, can you take those skills and really bring that to an employer and show confidence? I think that's such a big, big piece. So many of our kids are afraid and they don't show confidence or they don't say it with confidence or they're just terrified to have the conversation. And you can really talk your way into a role without coming from you know a marquee named school, like just having some good experiences and good, and good people skills.
0: Beck Center for the Arts in Lakewood, Ohio, is a nonprofit arts organization that creates arts experiences for all ages. Starting at six weeks for babies and caregiver music group classes to watercolor painting for those in their late 90s, you and your family will find something that excites and engages all of you throughout your lives at every skill level. Enjoy a youth theater production, a dance performance, professional theater plays and musicals, or get involved with a music, dance, theater, or visual arts class. Visit the Lakewood campus and experience free visual arts exhibitions that rotate throughout the year. Beck Center even offers creative arts therapies for all ages and all abilities in music, dance, theater, and visual arts in a private lesson or group class setting at a school clinic or on the campus. If someone in your life is autistic, these services are highly beneficial. Great progress can be made through arts, therapy, at any step in a client's journey. Check out all Beck Center has to offer at beckcenter.org. I think that's huge. I think that's just a huge issue right now. Like you said, they just don't have the confidence. They think, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not good. I have this social anxiety. I don't want to talk to people. I'm just going to send my things out, like you said, electronically and I'll see what happens. But I guess if they don't want me, so forget it. That kind of thing. Or, you know, I've even heard, you know, kind of like, well, I'm not going to, you know, like beg for a job if they don't want me. And it's like, well... (laughs) doesn't
1: really yeah. work that way. I know, I know. I'll just share. I, I won't get into too much, but my uh my older son was applying to grad school and he had a year of experience in between he did it. And one of the schools that he really wanted put him uh, on the wait list. And I said, listen, I'm like, you're gonna write them a letter, you're gonna tell them why you want the school. And the same thing. He's like, Well, they didn't really want me, so why should I work for? I'm like, Because that's how you get off the wait list. Not right. a game. This it's isn't not our, a game. Our, like romantic relationship we're talking about here, <laughs> right? And like you want them more than they want you, and you need to show yeah. that. And I think that's with any job, with any opportunity, uh, we need they need to show that energy. It doesn't make you look bad; it actually makes you look better.
0: Right? But I think you're right, like you said. Like he's like, if they don't want me, and it's like, like you said, no, they they. That's how it works you know so yeah, yeah. make them want you kind yeah. of thing yeah. uh, and and show them why they would want you and and be persistent and yeah. all those things so I think that's a great I think that you really have something great here a valuable tool for parents to help their students you know um, I think these are things they should be talking about with them while they're in high school and then throughout college you know not waiting until they graduate but kind of like things they can be working on, expectations and things like that before they finish, right?
1: Oh, yeah. If I can offer a piece of advice, you know, one of the things that parents say to me, those that have grads that are done with school and that are out a year or two, the number one thing they say to me is, I wish I knew. I wish I knew how early the process starts and that I should have been giving some guidance to my young adult to do things while they were at school to help set them up into an internship or job for when they graduate. Simple things like let's get the resume, whatever you put on this activity list to get into college, let's get it on a basic resume. Let's make sure that you go meet your professor, at least a professor from a favorite class that gets to know you and that they might have information about opportunities, jobs, internships, go to the career fair, even as a freshman, because you want to practice. You need to practice talking about yourself and, learning about what companies are out there. So I think, you know, the more that we can do to encourage our kids to be involved, to network, to be a part of things while they're in, in, on the campus, um, you can't, you can't replace that. So that's, that's uh, a key thing.
0: great. That's great advice. And I can see that. It, and it goes so quickly, you know, I'm thinking high school flies, but like my daughter's already, you know, going to be finishing up first semester soon of her sophomore year. And I'm just like, what's happening? So it does just flies by. So this is, these are great reminders, you know, for me just don't, yeah, we're not going to wait till she's ready to graduate, um, to have a plan. I mean, it's her plan, but they still need some, some guidance and advice. And, um, I think this is a great resource. So tell the listeners how they can find you, connect with you, find the book.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So I'd love to uh, connect with you. If you're interested in learning more about our services, about how we can help your college student or recent grad, go to our website, nextgreatstep.com. And in the upper right corner, there's a little blue button. It says, let's talk. And we'd happily have a 20 minute consultation with you, with your student. We can do it together and would love to talk with you about how we can support you. Um, We'd love for you to also Buy our book. If you think you'd want to learn more, you can go to the website also, nextgreatstep.com slash book. We're also on Amazon, Walmart, Target, everywhere you can buy, Barnes & Noble, um, everywhere you can buy books, you can get it there as well. Uh, We're an Amazon number one bestseller, so we're really excited about that. So it's a great gift for the holidays uh, if you're thinking about that, but um, welcome to connect with any of you via the book or directly via our website.
0: That's great. Thank you so much. Yes, I would definitely recommend the book and connecting with you. Thank you so much um, for being here. I think it was really valuable information. I really appreciate you being here. And I hope that people will get the book and connect with you because this is great information. Thank you so much, Beth. Thanks so much for having me. Sponsored by the all new Mazda of Kent. Your family's safety is our top priority. And Mazda has more Insurance Institute for Highway Safety picks than any other manufacturer. So get to your Mazda destination, Mazda of Kent. Check out new Mazda CX-5 crossover SUVs, Mazda CX-30 CUVs, even 2023 Mazda CX-50 crossover SUVs. And US News and World Report awarded Mazda Best Car Brand. Check out their new retail evolution dealership, the all new Mazda of Kent, mazdakent.com. Beck Center for the Arts in Lakewood, Ohio, is a nonprofit arts organization that creates arts experiences for all ages. Starting at six weeks for babies and caregiver music group classes to watercolor painting for those in their late 90s, you and your family can find something that excites and engages all of you throughout your lives. Enjoy a youth theater production, a dance performance, professional theater, plays, and musicals, or get involved with the music, dance, theater, or visual arts class. Visit the Lakewood campus and experience free visual arts exhibitions that rotate throughout the year. Check out all Beck Center has to offer at beckcenter.org. Nestled on a 45-acre estate, McGregor Assisted Living features 90 new private suites, supporting our mission to promote lifelong health and wellness for older adults while helping them find meaning in their retirement years. McGregor Assisted Living, build a lifestyle that suits you. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com, like Apparently Speaking on Facebook, and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.